TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now back to EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. This year's ballot featured 30 possible candidates with 13 newcomers joining 17 holdovers from the 2021 ballot. In arriving at their individual decisions, the electors took into consideration the following voting criteria. The player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, contributions to the team or teams for which the player played. Tonight, we are pleased to announce the addition of one new member to the Hall of Fame fraternity who will be honored alongside Bud Fowler, Gil Hodges, Jim Cott, Minnie Mignoso, Tony Oliva, and Buck O'Neill at our induction ceremonies on July 24th at the Clark Sports Center here in Cooperstown. Our final member of the 2022 class is a feared slugger who performed his best on the biggest yes. stage, Let's winning go. three world championships. Let's go. Today, David Ortiz becomes the fourth Dominican-born member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Second hour, WEEI Late Night. KJ, thank you so much for hanging out. Big Poppy, H-O-F. And and Poppy is a great lesson in where energy can take you very far. Energy can take you very far. I learned in college after my, my sixth year in, in undergrad, I was like, wait a minute. If I come into class, sit near the front, I'm like clapping my hands like Poppy right now, sit near the front, raise my hand, do it with a smile, get some energy going in the classroom, I'm going to get a C. And if there's a story to build on it, it becomes an A. Think about the Red Sox during the Carl Everett days. If you remember the famous incident where Carl Everett headbutt an umpire, with the beak of his helmet. And you're like, oh man, is this what it's going to look like going into the 2000s? Of course, infamously, because David Ortiz could hit Pedro Martinez when nobody in the world could, Pedro's like, get him. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Energy, raise that hand. There was a story. The Red Sox still hadn't won it. In... Like four score. It was almost getting up there in Gettysburg address numbers. Four score in 10 years ago. You know, it was getting up there. Poppy deserves to be first ballot Hall of Fame. Now, during the Major League Baseball Network 
broadcast of, you know, going through the different BBWAA writers and their votes. Uh, Rob Parker, who it, it, who will, you can almost hear him sneeze anti-New England. Like, you know, when he sneezes, he stops it like Stanford, Connecticut. You know? As soon as he starts getting in, <laughs> just not a New England fan of anything. But here, here, here is his reasoning and his thought process that had a lot of people talking. David Ortiz is not on your ballot, Rob. Tell me why. Tell yeah, me he's not on my ballot. And, and, I, and I'm with Joel with, when it comes to Barry Bonds uh, and, and Roger Clemens. I put Gary Sheffield and Sammy Sosa also on my ballot. And those guys, especially Bonds and Clemens, those guys were stars from day one. And I think people who try to tear down their careers and talk about the juice and it's just about the juice, that's not true. Both of those two guys had three Cy Youngs and three MVPs early on in their career. You go to most uh, Hall of Famers, if they have three, three MVPs or three Cy Youngs, would be in the Hall of Fame. So those guys register. There's maybe a percent of what he's saying is correct, and I'll get to it in a second, but let's go! Poppy's energy, his dedication to the city, what he represented for the city after the bombing, all played into those votings, all played into that voting, right? Because of all these writers are working for newspapers or the ones that still exist, trust me, what was going on in 2013 was an international story. It was Poppy's energy, his passion, his vulnerability that took him from a C student in, 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 in Minnesota to A material. This is our f-ing city. That's what I'm talking about. Poppy is the term that some of us here know. That they love you enough here, there is no real sin that you can commit or ever report it. Poppy was going to be in the Hall of Fame, no matter what. Now to Bonds first, and then I'll get to Clemens. So my argument with Bonds is Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame for this simple stat alone. 500 home runs, 500 stolen bases. Unheard of what, five times a 30-30 guy? So when you start talking about the numbers after 500, which most people are arguing, look, at 500, the guy had 500 stolen bases going along with because Bond stopped stealing bases later on. And there's part of it, because there's a, there's a happiness and sadness for me because a personal mentor of mine was the late Buck O'Neill when I lived in Kansas City at the Negro Leagues Museum. If you've never been and you truly love the game, make the trip to Kansas City, ask for Bob Kendrick, tell him I sent you. I can't promise he give you anything, but Bob runs it. I remember when they were just the traveling exhibit, and Buck is finally in. So for the, there was a part of me that was already ready to celebrate this. But then with Bonds not getting in, knowing what was prolific, and I'll tell you right now, if, if, if I'm some big news organization right now, I'm thinking like, okay, who are the guys that are in that might, and let's see if we can get them to cry uncle and then put a stain on baseball, which has been, which is, which has been an embarrassment for the sport since, since, since the lockout started, right? This is just, just not a good look.
Now, for those who scream Pete Rose, I have to remind you, in every major baseball clubhouse since 1920, they have posted a sign saying that no player or member of the organization can bet on or against teams that are in competition. It's in, the last, it's in the clubhouse. It's the equivalent of having a no smoking sign in the building. You bust out a cigar and burn the building down. You can't say, well, it was a cigar, not a cigarette. And for Clemens, I think he's the the example of when a lot of people don't like you. Just when a lot of people don't like you. And if you were one of those people dragged in front of Congress and testified, Baseball's not going to, they're just not going to put you in there. Now remember, Bonds never failed a Major League Baseball issued steroids test. He's never failed an issued one from the league. What he says in another case about something else and so forth, you don't, I mean, you, do you even know that that substance was on that list? So it's a shame not seeing Bonds in there. Clemens, it's going to be interesting. They talk about the veteran committee, and that may still happen for Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling. I think more so Schilling than than probably Clemens. Just as one final way to put a nail into Clemens, I think. But Major League Baseball got something out of it. I mean, when you got Shohei Atani being promoted as your best player and nobody knows who he is, and the best player before him is on that same team and nobody sees those games coming from Anaheim because... I mean, the the sport, it needs juice. Let's go! Let's go! See, with Poppy, it's like, I know what you did last summer. The movie. Well, not what Poppy actually did a couple of summers ago, but it's like Major League Baseball is cashing its chips on Poppy to be the sports ambassador to stave off the sports embarrassment that's happened over the last couple of months and all the hubba over what happened on the voting day. If you remember the movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, they dump a body and try and keep it to themselves. And, well, the writers helped Major League Baseball dump two bodies and saved one, Poppy. But because Poppy's likable, it helps. And I think about Major League Baseball as I present to you in the in the, in the energy of... Tito Puente's Oye Volcoma, I present to you, Poppy's our spokesman. We are the city of champions because of one, Mr. David Americo Ortiz Adias, better known as Big Poppy, first ballot Hall of Fame. And Major League Baseball needs a favor from you, Poppy. I think you're ready. Poppy's our spokesman. Yeah. Don't need no Manny or Sosa. What did Sosa do with his face? Cause Poppy's our spokesman. Yeah. No Barry or Clemens the traitor. Viva David. Hall of Fame. First ballot. Yes. When the press comes at us, call Poppy. Like John Gotti, he knows of the bodies. Chase the socks with his designated hitting. In the hall, yes, it's my deity. Poppy's our spokesman. Don't need no Manny or Sosa. Cause Poppy's our spokesman. 
No Barry or Clemens the Trader. Yeah, Poppy's now the spokesperson of MLB, whether he likes it or not. Poppy, we've got to go to Guatemala to promote the game. And you're going. Okay. Poppy, you've got to go to Russia to go promote the game. Okay. He's the energy of the league. And salute to Poppy. Do you like the diversity here, Justin, with the parodies? Who else is going to give you Bruce Springsteen, The Clash, Tweedo Puente, Missy Elliott? Who? You won't find it anywhere else, that's for sure. Nowhere. Nowhere. KJ, late night, WEEI. It's time to trend. Gresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, I don't know how my trending read can top that parody. That was pretty good, KJ. You know what's more impressive is that I did it all in English because you end up pandering if you try and do I said Viva, but we love Poppy. The Viva, right? I don't know. Viva Poppy, let's live for him. We yeah, live for him. Viva yeah. would be the uh, the Spanish word for yeah, live. But, we're, it's, but it's personal man here. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Bill Belichick has been named the executive of the year by the Pro Football Writers of America. This is the first time Bill has won the award. And more news from the Patriots. According to Ian Rappaport, the Las Vegas Raiders have put in a request to interview Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. McDaniels will interview for the job on Saturday. In other head coaching news around the NFL, the Denver Broncos hired Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett for their vacancy, possibly opening a door for Aaron Rodgers there. How does does John Elway say, yeah, I'm going to take all of that drama into my setting? Well, they they finally... They finally actually hired a GM in Patton. So they, John Elway kind of took a step down because they got Patton, thankfully. Yeah, you're going to take another step forward if this thing is out of hand, if they try and get Rodgers. It's not happening. Rodgers not going to Denver. The Chicago Bears, they also made a, their head coaching hires. They hired the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberfluss, as their next head coach. Elsewhere in the NFL, the, the big Ben Roethlisberger career has come to an end. He officially announced his retirement from the NFL today after 18 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Boston Celtics will travel to Atlanta to take on the Hawks tomorrow night at 7.30, and the Bruins will be in Arizona to take on the Coyotes at 9 p.m. The Bruins will be looking to bounce back after they blew a two-goal lead to the Colorado Avalanche in their 4-3 overtime loss last night. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More KJ coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Getting you back to more EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Um, how much do you anticipate or even want to have uh, input over these next few weeks as Brad's looking at ways to maybe upgrade or alter this roster? How much do you want to be kind of involved in even the discussion? Yeah, I'm sure he's having much more than we talk about, but we are talking daily about any news that comes up. But at the same time, he's his phone is ringing off the hook and vice versa. And so you're not going to obviously talk about everything that teams talk about. Uh, some things that aren't realistic, but anything that's starting to possibly have an impact, obviously we'll talk about it and run through some things and where we're at overall and what we'd like to improve on. And so those are discussions we have daily, but he's taking... You know, he took probably 10 phone calls after our game last night. And so those things we don't always talk about, nothing realistic. Late night, WEEI, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Justin, turn that up right there. That is a local legend. Wesley Sohn, Billy Squire with the big beat. And M.A. Odoka talking about there's been a beat, big beating drum at Brad Stevens' door for players. Little fun fact about that song right there, The Big Beat by Billy Squire, is considered literally like the basic tempo of an entire hip hop era. <laughs> that that's probably what's made my kind of lover, the stroke, that did not make Billy all that money. That big beat right there has made Billy Squire probably <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, okay, you remember we played 99 Problems earlier from Jay-Z? That literally contains Billy Squire's big beat. Ka-ching. And and Kaching with the Celtics, man. Are they going to cash in and sell off? NBA crypto will be coming up shortly. That's a pretty interesting movement in it. But MA to say that like at least 10 people called Brad after the other night's game? <laughs> you, you think all those calls are coming in for Grant Williams? <laughs> no. No. And this is what the team has to decide. It's gotten better. They're now eighth in the in the Eastern Conference, so that's an improvement. They're above 500. That's an improvement. They've won two in a row. That's an improvement. So just when you think it's safe to go ahead and hit the dump button on the Celtics, they always seem to suck you back in, right? And you, you almost wonder, with the trade deadline literally right around the corner, I mean, it's the end of the month. You're talking about four days to the end of the month. You're talking two weeks. And I said, look, if the Celtics could go 14-3 and three in the month of January, they would literally be probably the sixth seed in the East and could be a serious buyer where now some of their pieces that they want to peel off would be appealing to some teams that are like, look, we're out of it. We have a superstar that may have a year left on their deal, and this guy can, you know, they, he wants to go. They want to run with because I believe players want to come play with. Uh, let me rephrase that. I believe players want to play with Tatum and Brown, but I think right now in the current construct, they're not running to come to Boston to do it. I think Robert Williams is helping the case a little, and that might change the narrative because at least you know you have a a hustle guy that doesn't demand the ball. 
And when he gets the ball, he's not messing things up. You know, it's not like when Rodman got the ball, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy may shoot it into the 16th row. But Robert Williams, you know, if he's going to have a, a stat line in terms of, of baskets, he's never taking threes. He's going to be like three for five or, you know, four for five or two for three. If you're a player that says, well, look, I'm not going to be taking away shots from their third best player, it might be something to consider. And so right now, at this rate, the Celtics, if they go 3-1 and one the rest of the month, they can finish the month 11-6. and six. And that would be better than what it was looking like after they lost to San Antonio and to the Knicks and all that stuff. It was ugly. But Scal was on Maloney and Fourier earlier and said, look, this is what fans have to realistically see that the Celtics could get in trade talks. And I could be wrong. Like maybe maybe there's something out there, but everyone values their players so high. But I look at it like this. I think you're not going to get an all-star for anybody outside of Tatum and Brown. So like if you're thinking we're going to add a third all-star to this mix, you're not doing that with the rest of the supporting cast. But I do look at it like there might be guys out there that fit better with the Celtics, like that fit better with Brown and Tatum. So I think that you have to kind of analyze that. Like, forget, like, take away best player. Like, this player might be better than that player. What I think more importantly when you're looking at Tatum and Brown is best fit. Like, who are the – who fit these guys the best? And I think that there could be there could be some discussion on that where you say, well, this player is a much better player here, but it, but there, there might be a way where with the, this guy would fit better with Tatum and Brown. So – I don't see the Celtics moving smart and Pritchard and all those guys right. and getting Bradley Beal. I don't see that happening. But I do think that there could be like some shifting going on, and you're looking at finding a better fit to how the Celtics so, play or how uh, Emei wants to play. Yeah, the NBA 2K22ification of, of the fan base is just absolutely rid- ridiculous. Like, look, turn the trade restriction back on on the game. Bradley Beal's not showing up unless you're sending Jason Tatum. The John Wall deal, that's not going to happen. You're not going to take on $88 million on a guy who still has something in the tank, but (laughs) didn't you just come off of $40 million with Kemba? So to think that, look, you can package, you you know, the Lilliputians of the team, if you will, to get something great, that's not how it works. Even when you hear people talk about, well, Schroeder would be a great deal. It was like, well, look, Schroeder is only getting eight million a year. You can't, you can't trade him for what he's potentially worth right now. You can only get back the eight and maybe a little bit more. So you're, you're, you're not going like the players that you're going to have going out the door. Al Horford's going to be the most valuable one, but literally, it's going to have to be a team that says there's someone we want to get rid of and we want to free up money so we can take Al Horford. And now at $25 million, you're talking at someone who should be an above-average player. And maybe you get a couple of really good pieces, as Scal was saying, instead of thinking that you're just going to get this third superstar. Right? I mean, last year with the TPE, oh my gosh, I thought there were... This, we said TPE so much last year with the Celtics that I thought we were talking about toilet paper. That's what it felt like. And boy, did we get toilet paper with that. I mean, yeah, Evan Fortier went off for one night against us, or against the Celtics. I should not say us. I'm not on the team. But at the end of the day, were you going to give him $25 million? No. So 
there's something decent out there, and that's what you have to think that something decent will come back in return versus something magnificent. You know, so you can Bradley Beal stuff, the Damon Lillard, Damian Lillard stuff. You can you can nix that. I do wonder in this Sacramento game. This is just me putting on my Area Fifty One Roswell, New Mexico hat. That by the Kings getting blown out so bad, were the Kings organization thinking like, look, we don't want our guys to go out here showing like what they like. We don't want them auditioning taping for the Celtics. Because there's really nothing that we want to take back from the Celtics at that cost. Though they would be ideal, like, look, you know, package together maybe a, a Marvin Bagley the third, and you know, one of your guards, maybe Harrison Barnes expiring contract. We'll give you Horford. Right? So we're not talking all-star, but you're saying, hey, these might be better pieces that would fit with the Celtics. Harbor One Hotline, 617-779-7937, or the text line, 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Still to come. I got to find out, Justin, like, are you in the mix for the the, the replace Ken Laird producer uh, showcase that's going on here? I know a couple of guys have gone this week. I know Matt, Matty D went on Monday. I heard Shime a couple, maybe a couple days ago. I just want to know if they got a day for you and if, if you need any coaching, you know, techniques, we can, we can game plan late at night. We'll, we'll use that as the time. ultimate tease. Yeah, so that that's coming in about 10 minutes here on WEEI. But the story this uh, this season with, with, with the Celtics has been the bad, 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 bad three-point shooting from Jason Tatum. Here's Scal talking about it. I know they won a couple straight now since, and that last game against Sacramento was just uh, what, 53 points. It was a joke. But the last two games, I want to ask you about Tatum because he had that stretch where he couldn't shoot three. So was that in your mind, just the shooter gone cold? A lot of, why isn't Jason Tatum shooting well this year? Is it his size? Is it the ball? Is it this? Is it that? Last couple nights he shot really well. How, how would you just look at Jason Tatum's year shooting, and hopefully maybe he's turned it around now? Well, I, I think that – so I don't, I don't ever, like, take one part of the game – and take it out, right? I don't. I think everything goes into it, right? Like if, the more times you attack downhill and give it up, the better you shoot when you get it back. When the more times the ball moves, the better the role players will shoot. So I look at everything like kind of holistically, right? But I do think like during that stretch, what I the best part about him and missing the shots is like he didn't dwell on it. He also didn't like stop defending, and he also didn't stop passing. Like, I have to admit, I've seen Jason Tatum throughout these, these years, and there's been a lot of times you're like, he just keeps on shooting, and, you're like, and maybe he doesn't bring the same level of defensive intensity, or he, or, he, or he searches for that. Like, it's more important for him to make a shot than for him to make the right play. During that whole stretch, I thought his floor game was off the charts. And even when he came back and he was making shots, still dropped a seven assists in that game. So, floor game has been going uh, up, and it's been improving all year. So, I didn't look at it like, man, Jason Tatum is playing really bad because he can't make a shot. I looked at it like he's playing good basketball right now, and they all look good, and, and, and they just happen to be missing. Yeah, I thought the issue with Tatum was that he was eating a whole donut from the inside out. Not a donut hole. Again, let me say that again. Jason Tatum from the offensive end was eating the donut from the hole and then going out. That's what he should have been doing. I've always said the more that Jason Tatum gets to the basket, the harder he is to stop. Even in the Portland game where they lost, which was totally abysmal. They missed 
all their shots, you know, they made no shots after for seven minutes. Tatum was at the free throw line like 14 times that night. And so that says that you were going to the hole. And when you're going to the hole, you get the calls. It, it's the, the offense I can't stand to see is when they're all coming up and they all seem to all stop at the same part of the parking lot, 20-something feet out, and then jack up the shots. It's like you have given the defense an opportunity to not even have to defend for 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 that entire possession. Justin, I don't think you were here Friday when I said that, you know, maybe it could help Jason with his product. With the, I mean, his potato chips are off the hook. Those things are good. I was like, not actually. Unfortunately, I was at that game against Portland. Well, you didn't. They, didn't, they don't serve the chips there, do they? Because now I'm talking about the chips. We're we're on the branding part of of basketball. Now you got to include this stuff too. <laughs> Kidding. I, well, at least you at least you got to see every feeling of the emotion in the arena, the highs at halftime, the lows at the end of the game, and everybody just piling onto the green line into the commuter rail, just cursing up a storm. I'm never coming here again. Game Saturday night. All right, I'll be here Saturday night. You know how we are here. But I've always said that, you know, the more that Tatum goes to the hole, the more those chips are going to sell. You know, like, you know, well, I don't know, fire and hole, because they're spicy chips. I'll go ahead and pull that Band-Aid off. But I think what Tatum is this. You don't have a lot of, Older, you don't have an older superstar on the team when Kemba was here or Kyrie was here or even Gordon Hayward was here. That now the camera is on you. You are the star of this team. Your age does not matter. Because if he's been with the team now five years or going into is in this fifth year, you know, if, if this was the old school days, you know, this would be a second year in the league for the most part. And so the age never changed, but the pressure does. And so I think as he better handles the pressure and does the game better from the inside and then out. So if Tatum only took six three-pointers a game, five. (laughs) If he took five threes a game and only made two of them, I could live with that every night if I know that he's making up those, those missing nine points at the free throw line. You know, what's been happening is, you know, and, I, and I've said this here before in WEI is, look, three things happen when you go to the basket. One, you make the basket. Two, you get fouled and you have a chance to make two free throws. Or three, you don't get the call. So 67% of the time, you still have a chance to get buckets. And so I I, I think, well, look, but here's Jason Tatum Talking about what this slump has actually done for him in terms of, in terms of his cerebral. Might have been a blessing in disguise when I couldn't hit a three. I still wanted to try to score. You know, just getting downhill. You know, a lot more during that stretch, and you know, now just trying to put both of those together. Do you do you feel a difference in your game when you are getting to the rim like that on a consistent basis? Yeah, it just gives myself more options and you know just puts more pressure on the defense. Yeah. So. One, two in a row. You got Atlanta coming up. That's, I mean, they're trying to unload people. New Orleans, that might be a fight, but that's something you need to go ahead and handle. And then the Heat, which are just, just, like, remember when I said I thought they'd go 14-3? and The Heat game, I thought, was one of those three. 
just got to be honest. The Heat are on fire. In fact, so much so, let's do NBA crypto right now on late night. Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. One dollar. Gonna be in the moon. You're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. My, oh my, how the NBA Eastern Conference has suddenly gotten interesting. It's like still holding on to Doge. At number one, the Miami Heat, they have just been blazing up in the Eastern Conference. They've won eight of their last ten. They've won two in a row. Uh, At one point, they were kind of trying to figure out what was going on. And look, they're winning even when Kyle Lowry's not there. And they may be discussing John Wall coming to the Heat. Now, if John Wall goes to the Heat, oh boy, where did we sign the the the, the, the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Well, it's now the David Stern. I think it's Stern Trophy now. But my goodness, the Heat are just unstoppable. And 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 and, and Tatum can understand. Look, this is where Jimmy Butler is such a great example. He doesn't take a lot of threes. He just finds a way to win. The team is on fire. I'm buying the Heat being the best team in the East. <laughs> At number two and hanging steady, but rocking not so steady recently, the uh, the uh, Chicago Bulls, uh, they've they've lost six of their last ten. Uh, Lonzo Ball is down with a, a knee injury that's going to be scoped, and he's going to be out for several weeks. So even though they won a couple, I, I think this team is fighting well, but I don't know if they'll be able to hang on to that number two spot without a clear distributor. I'm selling the Bulls at number two. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Justin, this is the most valuable crypto if it's in your wallet in the NBA crypto. At number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Unbelievable. They've won eight of ten. They've won three in a row. They are 30 and 19 and only a half a game and a half back of the Heat. For the number one spot in the East earlier in the season, I was like, you know what? I'm not buying them at six. I wasn't. I believe them to be lower at seven. I thought they might be a team that fall. But look, they've got size, they've got speed, and they've got a team. They're one of these teams that can rotate eight or ten players in and not lose quality. That's going to be very big going into the playoffs. I don't buy them as high as three, so I'm selling them at three. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! At four, the Nets are falling apart. They've lost three in a row. They've lost six of ten. KD is hurt. James Harden is unhappy. And Kyrie gets full-time wages for playing part-time. Wow! I did not see this coming, but I did think that something mental would take over this team. I'm actually selling the the Nets being able to stay in the spot. I think they'll drop even further. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. The Nets are in such bad shape that at number five, the 76ers have kind of been the story in the Eastern Conference. They were in the mire through Christmas. Joel Embiid, uh, can we hand him the trophy for MVP? Because I think he's literally put that whole team on his back and watch out for his knees. They've won seven of their last ten, three in a row, and they're dangling to the Nets. Hey, we see you guys falling apart, and you have a part-time player and a hurt one that you really shouldn't rush back. Would you like Ben Simmons? 
I'm buying the 76ers to move even higher in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> now, this gets interesting. The Milwaukee Bucks, who were on a roll, have kind of slowed down. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, uh, coming off of a loss there at the sixth spot. You know, I've always said with Giannis, while it's great that he goes to the hole, but eventually teams are going to say, we're just going to pack, we're going to pack the paint, and if he's got to go to the ground in the playoffs, he's going to feel it. Chris Middleton is not another one player. He's a he, he's like a 1A. And I think if if if, if Giannis has a not, uh, an off night, I don't know if Chris Middleton could carry them. So at, at 6, I'll give the Bucks a little credit. I, I'm going to sell them being this low, but I don't see them being much higher. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Look out. This is the most exciting team in the NBA right now, the Charlotte Hornets. They're five games over 500. How do you like them, Apple Celtics? They've won seven of their last ten. Now, on the road, you know, they're young guys, but if they start to get it together and can get to just above 500 on the road, this team is going to be fun to watch. And right now, if the playoffs happen today, it would be the Ball brothers against each other in the first round in a two-verse-seven match. (laughs) You think Daddy would be laughing then? I'm buying the Hornets as a playoff team in that seventh spot. The Celtics are at eight, and last week I was ready to sell them and wonder why was I even announcing them on the air. If they can go three and one in their next four games and can get into February three or four, maybe three games over 500, it will have them right about where they are in the eighth spot. So the Celtics play in worthy. I buy them. So now I'm starting to sell off more teams. I'm selling off the Raptors, the Wizards, the Knicks, the uh, the uh, the Magic, the Hawks, the Pacers, Pistons. Yeah, I don't see it happening for them. That's the Eastern Conference. So now in the Western Conference, where not too much has changed, where the Suns, they're incredible. They've won eight in a row. <laughs> eight in a row. They've won nine of their last ten. I think that, that loss was actually to the Celtics. Ten games, like nine games ago. They they haven't lost ten games this season yet. They're 19-4 and four on the road. Can we go ahead and sign them up to be in the NBA Finals once again? They're fun to watch. Chris Paul is the poster boy of what it looks like to get your $40 million back for, for a point guard that's over the age of 30. The Warriors at two. I'm buying the Suns. You don't even have to play. You don't even have to play. I'm buying them. The Warriors are at two, one three in a row. They've kind of turned the ship around. Clay Thompson is starting to acclimate himself in. I am a little bit worried about the dings that Draymond Green has taken because he's kind of the energy guy, and time is starting to wear on the man. So I'm I'm selling the Warriors in that two spot. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. All right, I'm going to group the Jazz and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies at three. The Jazz are at four. I'm buying them in those positions. <laughs> the Mavs may make a move. I like them at five. The Nuggets, I still think they'll fall, even though they've had some 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 ump going with them. And the Timberwolves, I'm buying them as a seven seed. <laughs> There's really a battle between LA now at eight and nine. Clippers and Lakers. <laughs> may the last man fall. 
And that's NBA Crypto. We wrap it up here next on uh, Late Night with KJ here on WEEI. We're right back to EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI. Oh, yeah. Late Night, WEEI. Part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network is KJ. Hey, keep that, keep that fourth chamber turned up. How often do you get to hear the woo? On W-E-E-I, yeah. <sighs> Liquid Swords, probably the best Wu-affiliated album. Fight me on that one. <sighs> all right, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Whether you hung out for 16 minutes or stayed for all two hours, man, I appreciate you being here. Um, the texts that have come in on the text line, 37937. We'll get to a couple more here uh, in a second. Uh, talked about Mac Jones and the worry about his arm and I think I got one caller riled up when I rattled off the names of 10 other quarterbacks in the AFC that were ahead of Mac. And I could not, I could not perceptively see him leapfrogging past two of them. So I posed the question is like, so is Mac Jones good for a six, seventh seed in the playoffs every year? Like <laughs> that's a tired football team. It's like, you want to get those guys a breather. Uh, congratulations to Poppy on the Hall of Fame and uh, play a little song for him called Poppy's Our Spokesman because uh, by getting Poppy in and leaving Bonds out, Sosa, I get it. People almost forget, but maybe they do remember that Sosa had the cork bat where he had the the Super Bowls bouncing out of the bat. It's like, dude, it's already happened. And now dude is going straight powder. So uh, Sosa, I I never saw Sosa as a a Hall of Fame guy. Uh, Bonds, there's just too many stats that you can't, you can't, like, look. Just the guy hitting five home, 500 home runs and stealing 500 bases. Nobody's done that. Nobody. So that's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, you know, maybe they'll get it right with the Veterans Committee, but, you know, these baseball writers just definitely are are, are definitely on their own thing. All right, Justin, what do you have on the uh, text line? So we've got this one. So from the 508, back to your uh, quarterback take earlier in the day. Uh, also, of those 12 top quarterbacks, how many of them were rookie last year? Just one. That'd be Mac Jones. So uh, they're pleading Mac's case there, saying he was the only rookie on that list. Yeah, but my thing with that is, like, okay, when did you stop? I, I said, you know, you're no longer a rookie once you're in the playoffs. And when I rattle off the names Mahomes and Allen and Deshaun Watson, who, you know, we've seemingly forgot about and understandably. You know, it's, you know, I, yeah, you Tom House, the, 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 the arm guru, uh, who helps people with their mechanics, whether it be with baseball or with throwing footballs. You know, he said, you know, we could probably improve it like 3%. <laughs> you know, mobility maybe could help some, but we'll see. Um, it's just going to be really tough when you've got... So here's where Mac has a chance is if Buffalo kind of slips with inside of the division, and it, you can always keep the division close, but when you start getting into the layout of the entire land, and I mentioned also that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver, I, I because Green Bay gets nothing in return for that. It's just we're just going to send him there. Um, he probably goes to Tennessee. Even the things that you may or may not love about Aaron Rodgers, it kind of fits his lifestyle there in Tennessee, Nashville. That he'd be welcomed with open arms. He would be the biggest quarterback in their eyes, even bigger than Steve McNair, because you know Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and to be in Nashville, and you know do up the lifestyle there. He would, I mean, it's it really a marriage made in heaven. And and there's only like $5 million difference between 
the last two years on Here's Deal and the last two years on Tannehill's Deal. All right, one more text, Justin. So this one from the um, the 508 says, the most underhanded Lilliputian reference. You're so much <laughs> smarter than the other host. You're a casual genius. Ha, ha, thank, ha, ha. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I be, Only because people have looked at me like Gulliver, especially when you lay me down. I, when you're 6'4", you know, like, let's just pin this guy down. Like, it's going to take a bunch of them. But I appreciate the text. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for hanging out here on WE. I'm back again tomorrow night because, you know, Friday nights is like Venus flytrap Isaac on the love boat night. So, you know, I'll be here tomorrow night to do it. We'll play squid games tomorrow because uh, we're coming up on our last squid. Like, I think we can only got two more squid games and then squid games become something else as we get into the NBA season. So, you know, you got to keep the money moving for some people. You know, it just doesn't stop with football. Uh, Justin, how are you doing on this producer to replace Ken thing in this contest. You in? I'm in. I'm there Thursday. A heavy underdog, according to Shyam's odds, at plus 1,000. Wait, how does a person who's in the thing do the odds making? How does Shyam do the odds when he's in it himself? I'm just the messenger. That's what I saw. That's what I heard. I love being the underdog. Plus 1,000, that could be a squid game in itself. I'm going to say something that's very true here. You are the most prepared for anything coming your way. And I'm a bit selfish because if the show goes national, I'm taking you with me. I'm speaking that existence right now. Let's so, do it. We're not breaking up the dream team here. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell you, if, if they won't take you, the rest of America will, damn it. <laughs> be careful. The snow comes down tomorrow night, so I'll be here. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Late Night on WEEI. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.